you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Fantasy baseball advice. Taking your team to new highs. Starting lineups, trades, and waiver wire jams. Getting you ready for fantasy football. All you need to do is call Fantasy Sports Radio all summer long. Fantasy Sports Radio all summer long. This is NFL Fantasy Live on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. Peyton takes a snap, looks left, throws into the end zone. He wants Decker. Decker's there, and Decker's got his second touchdown. Beautiful throw from Peyton Manning. Marshall to the left, Fortan to the left, tip of cover. Here's the snap. Left side, wide open. Touchdown, Brandon Marshall. Touchdown, Bears. If you like the NFL, you're going to like NFL Fantasy Live, featuring the experts of NFL.com. And there's a Steeler getting up slowly. That's Ike Redman. I wonder if that's that, just that groin or hip flexor, kind of right in between where he's had some problems. Snap to Rodgers. Everybody out for a pass. He scrambles left. He's to the 10. Races to wow. the pylon to the end zone. Touchdown. 12-yard touchdown run, Aaron Rodgers. Here are your hosts, Michael Fabiano, Elliot Harrison, and Jason Smith. Series 210 XM 87 Fantasy Live Crew. The number is 888 XM Fantasy. That is 888-963-2682. Answering your fantasy questions here. Next couple hours, the crew from Fantasy Live here on NFL Network and NFL.com. Today's show, of course, one hour from now, the Fantasy Cantina, where we play Star Wars music and answer all of your pertinent questions, and, and we kind of go off on tangents. Coming up in 20 minutes, we actually had our first expert draft today our first one real one to kick off the season not a mock draft not one getting ready our first expert draft and by the fifth pick this draft was already off the rails we'll tell you about trends we saw but first let's kick things off with some of the big news topics that have been going on the last 24 hours and guys something we spent a lot of time on on the show today and of course elliot harrison michael fabiano on my left and on my right elliot harrison playing the role of des bryant and michael fabiano playing the role of miles austin uh, i think Elliot should be Miles Austin. Yeah, he should He's be. He's the better looking one. And he dated and Kim I'm Kardashian. The one who gets in trouble. Yeah, you're the one that goes to the mall all the time. You strike me as a big mall guy. Were you a mall guy growing up? Me and my buddies used to go to the mall, but we used to go looking for, you know, girls. Okay, but you were a mall guy. I mean, you strike we, me as a mall guy. What about me strikes you as a mall guy? That you would go to the mall a lot. I, I enjoyed going to the mall back when I was a kid, yeah. Okay. Absolutely. All right, very good. Because Harrison, Harrison doesn't strike me as a mall guy. No, nah, Harrison is, Harrison, you know. Look, look at the guy. He was he was modeling pirate outfits for Halloween. He strikes me as the as, as the as the kid who's the the his his mom's parents would always fawn all over him, and the older women would dress up very sexy when he would be there. You know, he's like fifteen or sixteen, <laughs> just to impress, because you know, hey, look, you're a nice, good looking guy. Like speaking you. of sexy, by the way, wait a minute. You know who I was? You know who <laughs> I saw today? What? You know who I saw today? Who? Aaron Andrews. We were in the makeup room together. She's here today at NFL Network, yeah. She is a striking woman. She is beautiful. Yeah, did you get her phone number? Oh, come on. 
Come on, Smith. You didn't say – because don't Listen, you think – I'm not, I'm not as suave as Harrison. That's why he came in late. I figured he maybe he was trying to get her number. See, I figured yeah. you would pull the whole, hey, I'm Michael Fabiano. I'm the editor here at NFL.com. I, I was, I I was the first. That. I was the first fantasy analyst to be on one of the four major I networks. Do that I'm in the Fantasy thing. Hall of Fame. And if you ever needed help thing. for your fantasy team – No, I don't do that. Can really? I defend myself from Go two ahead, minutes Harrison. ago? <laughs> Go ahead. Number, <laughs> number one, okay, I had – Kind of these off maroon glasses that had sand stuck in them when I was fifteen, and braces, and a mullet that made cooter from hey, Deuce of Hazard. Is your, is your mom on Facebook? She is not. Wow, that's a random oh. question. Well, no, I could I could have said, "Oh, Mrs. Harrison, I'm a really good friend of your son Elliot, and we were trying to get some pictures of him when he was younger." Uh, that's what I was doing with you that. You know what? I will bring one in, or okay. I'll, I'll send it to your Twitter. However, it's just very odd to hear. Is your mom on Facebook? <laughs> moreover, moreover, <laughs> he wouldn't talk to Aaron Andrews, but he asked you if your mom was on. Moreover, Facebook. a couple of mall stories here. Uh, number one, we used to go to this really awful mall called Northtown Mall in Dallas. It's closed down, and I want you to zombie know, attack closed it down. <laughs> yeah. Okay. They had an arcade in that mall. Okay, so I, I would ride my huffy up to that. I mean, arcade all the time. I had a huffy. People, we all had huffies. Yeah, okay. I had a blue and orange huffy. And you rode over a, a soda can to make it sound like it was a motorcycle oh, engine? Dude, I used to put my uh I used to put my Golden Richards football card <laughs> in the spokes to make it sound faster. Golden Richards. Yeah, you probably improved its value. I probably did. Then I went to Michael Downs, I think, after that. But anyway Michael uh, Downs number twenty six. Thank you. They made football yeah. cards for Michael Downs? I don't remember a lot of defensive and players having football cards. Defensive back coach Dennis Thurman, I think his card. Thurman's thieves. Yeah, Thurman Thieves made it. But anyway, I go to the mall. There's an arcade in there, and they had a challenge. Who could ever, whoever could get the highest score on Turbo, which Turbo was like the car, go, car game that came after Monaco GP but before pole position, right? And it was, in a, it was one of those cockpit games. Remember when you sat down in the cockpit, kind of like in Terminator 2, when John Connor's in the little cockpit game and his, uh, his buddy with the red mullet? That was a great mullet. Yeah, that Danny, was Cooksey. Mullet. Danny Cooksey. Danny Cooksey with the red mullet. So I won, and you know what my prize was? Rick Springfield, I can't even say with a straight face. Rick, are you going to say Rick Springfield? Rick Springfield's follow-up album to Jesse's Girl. Oh, oh don't talk to strangers. <laughs> that was my all right. Advice. For the rest of the show, we need Rick Springfield music for the remainder no, of this show. Please no. Yes, we need Rick Springfield. No. Jesse's Girl, don't talk to strangers. Jesse's he had Girl, another we one. Could do that. Okay. He had another one. Uh, First yeah. movie I ever saw at that uh, mall: Desperately Seeking Susan. Oh, it's a good movie. And then uh, I remember everybody said, "Oh, Roseanne Arquette is so hot." I'm like, "Roseanne Arquette, come on!" I'm just watching Madonna. She was in her heyday. Back I liked then. her in Stigmata. <laughs> Stigmata. No, that saw, was the other. I was Patricia Arquette. Oh, was I can't remember. There's a lot of Arquettes. Okay. Saw Nightmare on Elm David Street Arquette. at that theater. Most scared I've ever been as a kid in my entire life. Now that movie, by the way, does not stand up. No, you it watch Nightmare on Elm Street. When now, you're 12, so, it scared the heck out yeah, of you. But now, yeah. it's, yeah. now Halloween it's, stands yeah. up. Yes, there's Halloween's one part, and, and we're going to get to the big NFL news in one second. But there's one part, uh, my favorite part of Nightmare on Elm Street, at the end when he's fighting with Heather Langenkamp in the house. Yeah, and she throws him over the top of the stairs. Okay, yep. and yep. he lands on the st- on the on the uh, big I set of stairs going down. Talk about the, here. in the in the movie, they did this obviously for the stunt man, and they left it in. There's a bed. 
that is laying on the stairs that they put on there because the stuntman had to land on someplace soft so he didn't yeah. get hurt. And they left it in the movie. So for no reason, you see Freddy Krueger get flipped over the top of the stairs and he lands on the stairs and there's just a mattress laying there <laughs> for no reason. Because now, let's just leave it in. That's what he did that in movies back then. Oh, what about now? Nah, we'll just leave it in. We already spent a lot of money on the pyrotechnics, so we have to do that. All yeah, right. I do remember that. Can we get to fantasy? I'm Jason Smith. He's Michael Fabiano. He's Elliot Harrison. This was all born out of the Miles Austin, Des Bryant conversation. So let us start here simply because Miles Austin is still up in the air for week one, and Des Bryant has been he the big story. Play. He says he'll play. Yep. Uh, Des Bryant's been the big story the last 24 hours of all the Des Bryant rules. Are they fair? Are they not fair? Look, he's a guy that reached out and said, I need help, and the Cowboys are helping him. But fantasy-wise, guys, this is the year you want to step up and say, I'm taking Des Bryant. He's going to break through and be the number one receiver on the Cowboys. He's going to be a top-ten fantasy-wide receiver. And so far, I, I, I found him as a guy that I'm pulling back from. In drafts. He's a guy that if it's Des Bryant and somebody else, I'm saying, you know what, I'm going to look somewhere else, and I'm not going to take Des Bryant unless it's a really big value. I, I like Des Bryant. I'm not worried about him one bit. I actually think this is good news that they've got the security, so he's staying out of trouble. He's focusing on football, and from every report that I've seen in Cowboys camp, there have been two players who have stood out. One of them is DeMarco Murray, and the second one is Des Bryant. I will take Des Bryant as a two all day long. Yeah, I... I one thing I did notice on Bryant, though, he's not going as high as I thought he would in drafts. And Miles Austin dropped in our draft today. I, I thought I was going to get Miles Austin pretty low. I, I can't remember exactly where he went, but I believe I got he went Miles to Austin in the seventy something overall, right? Yeah, in the eighth round, I want to say. Yeah, seventy seventy six, seventy six. So That's seventh right. round, I got. I Miles was waiting Austin. on him. I was going to grab him. I, I I was surprised Miles Austin dropped that low because you're talking about even in a twelve team league. Okay, that seventh round pick. Yeah. Would you really have pegged, Michael, would you have pegged Miles Austin in a 12-team league to be a seventh-round pick? No. I, I think people are scared away by the hamstring. Remember, people at this time when you're drafting, and most a lot of drafts are going on right now, obviously, because the season starts next week. But with guys like Ryan Matthews, for example, you start seeing them fall. Richardson, you see them uh, fall down. Same thing with Miles Austin. You see him fall. Michael Vick, same thing, because he got hurt in two preseason games. You see him fall. This is when people are the most cautious, but I think sometimes people are too cautious. Go for the gusto. If Miles Austin is on the board in round seven, by all means, take him. Take a shot on him. That's the way that I like to draft in fantasy. I want to get value, and the potential value is there. There's risk. But, guys, have we ever seen a season when there's been more players with more risk oh, in fantasy every guy. You get outside of the first five or six picks, and it's a risk. The first three running backs, everybody else is risky. Is Cam Newton guaranteed to be what he was last year? Is Stafford guaranteed to be what he was last year? Peyton Manning, what about him? Is he going to be what we've seen prior to 2011 when he, was missed, when he missed the whole season? Lots of question marks. Andre Johnson, same kind of thing. I took three risks in my first seven rounds. I think you took more than that. I counted I counted 11 risks in your first nine picks. <laughs> oh, yeah? Well, you're one of those guys that waits 30 minutes to make your move in risk. No, no, no. no, I don't, no I'm one of those guys that doesn't play risk. Oh, okay. <laughs> I need to capture Madagascar if I capture Madagascar. See, just the fact that I know that, yes, I'm a huge nerd. 888-XM-FANTASY, 888-963-2682, NFL Fantasy Live crew. Jason Smith, Elliot Harrison, Michael Fabiano hanging out with you, answering your big fantasy questions. So there you have it on Des Bryant, Miles Austin. Another wide receiver combo that's been in the news the last couple of days. Finally, Mike Wallace, after a long time away from the team, reported to the Pittsburgh Steelers on Tuesday. So now their wide receiver is all set. You got Wallace, you have Antonio Brown, but we've watched Mike Wallace's value 
drop as Antonio Browns has risen over the last couple weeks. Mike Wallace's ADP right now is a third-round tag, and Antonio Brown is in the eighth round. He's moving up. Wallace is moving down on our charts because, look, these guys were 1-1A one last year. Brown is coming on. Wallace has been there. For the last couple of years, he's been a top 10 fantasy guy. But his value coming into camp late, Antonio Brown got the big contract extension. He's got great chemistry with Roethlisberger. We talked about a fantasy live yesterday. He can't wait for the season. You know, if I'm picking between these two, I am letting someone take Mike Wallace, and I'm going to go grab Antonio Brown a little bit later because I love his potential. And getting him a little bit later, I'll take a different wide receiver earlier. I agree. I, I think that discrepancy that you mentioned between the third round and the eighth round is just going to shrink and shrink and shrink. Uh we're going to keep going back to our draft today. As a point of reference, uh, I was sitting there with the 40 and 41st. I had the first pick in the draft, so in the snake, I had the 40th and 41st. I saw Mike Wallace sitting there, and I was wondering, is this guy going to fall to me at 40? And I really didn't care. I took Jordy Nelson and Dwayne Bowe. You now, killed I, me on Dwayne Bowe. I'm like, Dwayne Bowe was going to be my next pick. Now, I think Wallace did go in the, in the high 30s, but I honestly, I wanted Jordy more than I wanted Wallace anyway. And Dwayne Bowe, Mike Wallace, uh, to me, that was six of one, half dozen of the other. Unbelievable values that people are letting slide down draft boards because of one situation or another. I drafted Kenny Britt today in our league. I got him in the 10th round. He was on the board late. I mean, yes. that's that's late. I know that he's got how many knee surgeries he's coming off of and the well, potential and suspension. Pos- that's coming in the next couple but of days. 10th round? I mean... I'll take the chance on him. I got Tony Romo in round six. Six? Yep. What? Yep. People need to separate fantasy reality when it comes to Tony Romo. Elliot, we're Cowboys fans. We love Tony Romo. In fantasy, the guy's fantastic. He's, He's fantastic. fantastic and, and, it, and no one gives him credit for it because of what he does in reality in the Cowboys. Well, what the Cowboys don't do in reality and win big games and Romo win playoff games or get to the playoffs for that matter. But in fantasy, the guy's fantastic. If you can get him in a 10-team league in round six, do a dance because you just made a great steal. Well, he, you know, the problem is, is that people think that he's a turnover machine, and it's just not. He had act- only ten it, picks last exactly. year. Exactly. So the guy gave you thirty-one touchdowns, and he didn't hurt you with all the negative points. You had a negative twenty, and he's not a big fumbler either. So, uh, you know, I think it's what you said. It's the end of games. Cowboys not winning the big games because in reality, mm-hmm. he's a great player too. It's just a matter of all the L's get dumped on his shoulders, and the W's don't. Yep. Exactly. And now to to put a bow on our Brown and Wallace conversation, today in the in the draft, I think you're starting to see a little bit of that go in the expert draft. Antonio Brown went 48, Mike Wallace went 50th. So both these guys go in the fourth round. Wallace drops down, Antonio Brown jumps up four full rounds because of what he's done. And that happens, and that's the thing now that people forget about is that you have an idea for your draft, and you think, okay, going in. Like two weeks ago, I, I said, okay. I'm going to let somebody take Demarius Thomas early, and I'm going to get Eric Decker late. And mm-hmm. I'm going to wait because I think Decker's going to be Peyton Manning's guy. And everything was fine. And then what happened? On national TV on Sunday, Decker caught two touchdowns from Peyton Manning. And today in our draft, Eric Decker went in the fourth round. Yeah, and I he went ahead it. of Demarius Thomas. Where did he go, 34th? Peyton Manning ruined it for everybody. Ruined it for everybody who had an eye. I'll take Eric Decker later. Peyton, you ruined it for me. See, Absolutely but, ruined it. But I loved it. When I saw Decker go that high, I, I loved it. I like Eric Decker, but I don't like him in the in the top 40 players in the league. So I just knew as, as things played out, it's like, okay, I'm definitely going to get my guy, Jordy, and I'm probably going to get another great receiver. And like I said, I was able to get Dwayne Bowe. I like Eric Decker, but he doesn't have any skins on the wall yet. Jordy does by virtue of last year. Dwayne Bowe's had a couple of good seasons. Uh, you know, 
Yeah, Eric Decker looks like he could be great on paper, but really, 34th overall or wherever he went in our draft? Really? That's your favorite phrase, skins on skins the wall. On, that's a new one. For that's Harrison. a new one for Harrison. That's your new one. Yeah, yeah. you enjoy using what that. Was, what was last my, year? Last year, year was like ice cream and kittens or something like that, and now it's skins on the wall. No, no. La- last year his big one was a player's best ability is his availability. Right, that's right? another that, one. That yes. was a big Harrison. Yeah, I thought chunk yardage was my chunk yardage was big. But now but it was, skins was it on the wall. Kittens and cookies. It no. was now. What skins are we talking about? No. What are we talking about? What skins? <laughs> I don't know where you're Pictures going of Redskins that. players what on the we, wall? What do we mean? Oh, look, there's RG3. I got a poster of him. I got a fat head on my wall. Yeah. Basically, what I'm saying is... He's got no pelts. He doesn't have the pelts. Going back to caveman days. Exactly. Everyone's hot dogs and apple pie on Antonio That's Brown. No, was that wasn't about. it. I think it, it had kittens it. And, and, and cream kittens and cookies. Kittens and rainbows. Was it rainbows you and kittens? be all kittens and rainbows about Antonio Brown, but the bottom line is, is he a top 50 fantasy player, Antonio Brown? I say no. I don't think so either. But that's where he went. I know. Uh, I think he's very good. I'd rather have him as my three than as my two in fantasy. Yeah, I, I mean, would, I'd rather have I, Wallace as a two than a one. Right, and I would say about Antonio Brown, would I draft him in the eighth round? Oh, absolutely, I'd get him in the eighth round. But I'd move up to the sixth round. I would take him in the sixth round if he was there. But fourth round, I, that's really high to reach up. But that's what happens when guys play well. And how many targets did Antonio Brown have this past weekend? I think he had 11 or 12 mm-hmm. targets, had a 100-yard game. People see this, and it changes their draft philosophy. You have, you have an entirely different draft just because of one game, mm-hmm. you know, right. from week to week because no, of the way absolutely. things Absolutely. I, I almost guarantee you, the first week of the preseason, people were doing their drafts that early, which they shouldn't have been, but a lot of people did. Chris Johnson, people started getting scared. Then in the second week of the yeah. preseason, he scores two touchdowns. And people, oh, Chris Johnson's back, and they start moving him up on their draft board. Then in the third week of the preseason, it doesn't look good again, and people are like, oh, God, it's Chris Johnson 2011 all over again. It's like a guessing game that happens every single week. You have to, and especially this year, guys, when we talk about the risks all the time with so many risks at the running back position especially, even at quarterback, at running, at wide receiver, you have to latch on to players, and you know what? You've got to say, I'm rolling the dice with them. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But if Elliot loves Michael Vick and everyone else is worried about Michael Vick's injury and doesn't think he's going to play in a full season this year, Elliot, if you love Michael Vick, be committed to that pick and make that pick. And that's what you need to do this season. You can't let people talk you out of what you like. If you think, Jason, that Chris Johnson is going to bounce back, and I know you do because he's your number one running back, You have to go out and say, you know what? I am confident in this pick. I think CJ2K is going to be the guy, and I'm drafting him. 888-XM-FANTASY, 888-963-2682. Jason Smith, Michael Fabiano, Elliot Harrison from NFL Fantasy Live on the NFL Network and NFL.com with you answering your fantasy questions. Coming up, we will talk about what is without a doubt the biggest gamble in your fantasy draft and also speaking of fantasy drafts our expert draft we had earlier this morning that we've been referencing we'll tell you why the first round just got absolutely out of control very early on that's all coming up next here series 210 xm87 series xm fantasy sports radio If you like the NFL, you're going to like NFL Fantasy Live on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live. Michael Fabiano here with Jason Smith. Wow, look at you jumping in. Elliot Harrison. Listen, this isn't my first rodeo, my friend. All right, okay. You know, you you were a little slow there. I thought you were looking at a picture of the Jets cheerleaders. A little slow. So I, I figured I'd get in there. I thought we are going to hear and more Maurice Jones' true highlight. That's and, what I was waiting for. And I am unbelievably excited today because I met Aaron Andrews. Y- yes, you, yeah, you really. Are you up. more excited 
for meeting Aaron Andrews than you were meeting Kate Upton's sister. No, Aaron Andrews. Wow, really? Ahead of Kate? Because it's Kate Upton's sister. In your, but in your big board though. But she's your Kate gateway Upton. to Kate I, Upton. Nah, I know, I know. But uh, I, I, I tell you, I tell you, you, okay. you, you can't lose either way there. No. <laughs> what was she here for today? She was doing a Rich Eisen's podcast. Oh, yeah. Okay. I was supposed to take her to lunch. Eisen and, wasn't and, uh, happy with me today. No, no. Well, because last week I was supposed to do his podcast. Uh, or no, two weeks ago before we went to New York. And um, and any anybody out there who went to the event in New York City, uh, by the way, thank you. It was fantastic, and it's the it's going to be the first of many. Um, but I got we're, we're doing these Google Hangouts now. You guys have done mm-hmm. it too, and I had to do a Google Hangout, which is actually a whole lot of fun. I'm doing one today, as a matter of fact, a little bit later on. Um, and I couldn't make the podcast, so Rich wasn't real happy with me. But mm. we we made nice, nice, and uh, and everything is good now. But you had your face pressed up against the glass, Aaron Andrews, like the steam coming no, out she of Fab's sit- nose. I was getting my hair cut, and she was sitting right next to me getting her makeup done. Oh, okay. Did you talk to her at all? Yeah, absolutely. What'd she, she say? Uh, we talked about. I asked her if she um, played fantasy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I told you. I told you, Elliot. Rich play fantasy. Rich. Rich actually introduced me as, hey, this is our, our fantasy expert. And so I said, hey, do you play fantasy? And she said that she didn't. Uh, she helps out a friend, and they had a Fox League there with, you know, Troy Aikman and those guys at, that she that she knew about, but she didn't play fantasy. You didn't say to her, you know, I don't do this for everybody, but I could get you into a free league at NFL.com. Now, I, I, I know. No, I didn't do that. A, that's a, that's, I didn't you know, do that. Not just you for everybody. She would, number one, she's <laughs> tall, and she was wearing heels. And that's a little intimidating, unless your name is Elliot Harrison. It's very Susan Harrison's Anton Dudley Moore. the tallest guy in the yeah. world, but, you know, if you got a girl at 6'2", yeah. he just flashes the blue eyes at him, and they, they melt. Yeah. I, unfortunately, I, I don't have the you same. You and Aaron would be Susan Anton Dudley Moore. It not would be that very I would tough. complain about it, yeah. but, yeah, that's a little intimidating. <laughs> My eyes are green. Are, are they? they green? I don't yeah. spend enough time looking yeah, into your I, eyes, apparently. I want to say this because, I, you know, I'm sure Aaron Andrews is lovely, and, and she's great at her job and all those things, but I'd I guess I'm just not part of this. This, you know, you're not into her. I, I'm not. I mean, I, I don't see what all the the you know mania is. Yes, she's pretty, but mm-hmm. I mean, is <laughs> bail me out here? I don't no, want to say I'm bad. Like, no, no, I'm, I'm, just, gonna, I'm backing say, away. I'm backing I, my chair away for you because you're going to get struck saying, by lightning. I just don't understand. Well, that's exactly right. If you don't think Erin <laughs> Andrews is the hottest girl on the planet, it's well, like you're going to get struck by lightning. I didn't say she was, but she's she's pretty close. But would you agree that she's kind of like Antonio Brown? Like Antonio Brown? She has nothing like Antonio Brown, and I want to see where this comparison goes. Go ahead, Elliot. Is there another that, sideline reporter that you're going to compare her to that, that works for Fox that you think is like Jill no, Arrington or something? I want to hear Antonio no. Brown. What, is, what I'm saying okay. is like Antonio Brown is, has proven himself to be a very good football player. But is Antonio Brown the number one pick in your draft? No. No. He's not. So you you're saying Erin Andrews has proven herself to be... She's he, proven herself to be very good at her job. Uh-huh. I, there's... I have no problems with her at all. I just don't get the mania. And I, I bet you. know you, what I think it is? If she was sitting Harrison here, did see her, and she said no when he asked her I for did. I didn't see her. I was busy. All the, I, I bet you even Aaron Andrews, if she was sitting here, would say, I don't get what all the mania is about either. She's got to be one of the most famous people in sports, period. It's unbelievable to me. Yeah, she is. It's unbelievable. I'm not saying she's not pretty. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying she's bad at her job. I'm just saying, where's all the money? I see you smirking. <laughs> you know what Harrison did, Fabs? He went up to her and he said, your father's a thief. And she said, what? And he said, he stole the stars from the sky and put them in your oh, eyes. Oh, dear Lord. <laughs> 
Now, when you used that line in college, Smith, how many times out of 20 did it work? I never used that line. Never. I never used that line. Never did. Never did. Now. Unreal. Let's get to the, before we get to the unveiling how our first round went in our Fantasy Expert Draft, mm-hmm. the phone number is 888-963-2682, 888-XM-FANTASY. Without a doubt, we talk about gambling. We all love to gamble in Fantasy picking guys looking forward. I, I don't like to gamble. I don't, I don't know like what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking Smith. about. Jason I said Smith. in fantasy we like to gamble in the draft picking guys taking chances. There's no bigger risk in the draft than drafting Maurice Jones Drew because simply we don't know when he's going to come into camp. We don't know if he's going to be the starter. Mike Malarkey said yesterday, no matter what happens from here on out, Rashad Jennings is our starter. He could be telling the truth. It could be more negotiation ploy mm-hmm. to get MJD to come in. But Rashad Jennings went in the 10th round of our draft today. MJD went in the fourth round, I believe. There's no bigger gamble. And I like to gamble, but when his name came up in the second round and I was there, and his name came up beginning of the third round and I was there, I, I didn't give him a second thought. Just what did you think of? There's, oh, there's so much. There, there's so much unknown. As, I like to gamble, but I think here's that, the thing. That's like doubling down. Uh, you know, when when you have you know five a five showing. Listen, Harrison and I don't know anything about what this gambling is that you're talking about. But Maurice Jones Drew <laughs> went off the board in the third round of our draft. Uh, Dave Damashek, our pal from NFL Fantasy Live and the Dave Damashek football program, took him at that point. And the thing with Jones Drew is that. You look at what he did last year, over 1,600 yards. He also led the NFL in carries last year. He's got a lot of carries on him over the last couple of years. He's not going to rush for 1,600 yards again. That's not going to happen. Rashad Jennings, if you end up getting Jones Drew, you have to get Jennings, possibly to the detriment of another part of your roster. Because if Jones Drew holds out for the first few weeks, you need to have Rashad Jennings as a handcuff. And at what point, Elliot, after you do decide to take a chance on Jones Drew – do you go out and get Jennings because you're worried about someone else in your draft snaking him away from you? Exactly. In fact, uh, in, in just to take that point one step further, if you're sitting in a draft and you're sitting there in the 10th round and you really don't know what to do, why not take Rashad Jennings? Because you don't know how. In fact, somebody in our league was really smart and did that. They took Rashad Jennings. Didn't you say in the 10th round? Yeah, he went in the 10th round. We, we need to look and up. And he didn't go to Damashek. He went to uh, a team – <laughs> I know it's you. I'm looking at you right now. I just wondered if y'all y'all were actually going to look. I totally agree with you. In fact, uh, I'm in the Allison Chains and Friends Charity League, and I took Adrian Peterson. And uh, one of the guys, I think it was Duff McKagan, came in and swooped uh, uh, Toby Gerhardt. And that was my bad. And I, that's what Fabs is saying is that, look, do you want to take Toby Gerhardt in the seventh or eighth round? No way. No, I don't do want to take, take him at all. Do you want to take Toby Gerhardt in the ninth round? No. You say you don't want to take him at all. I don't know if I agree with Toby Gerhardt being undraftable, but what Fabs is saying is you may need to take a guy like this two full rounds ahead of where you think he'll go to cover yourself. Yeah, and, if, and if you I have that kind of you need to go two full rounds. Yes. So if you say, I mean, in Fabs, maybe you think it's three full rounds, but if if you just say in a, in a normal world that Toby Gerhardt is a twelfth round pick to you in fantasy. If you draft Adrian Peterson, you better grab you him. To. You no. have to grab him by the 10th because you don't want to take the risk that somebody is going to move on him early. It's the same thing that happened last year with Darren McFadden. If you drafted Darren McFadden, who I had in two leagues last season, and I remember you had him too and you missed out on Michael Bush, I was lucky enough to get Michael Bush, but I knew I had to go and get him a couple of rounds earlier than I would have otherwise if I didn't have McFadden on my roster. Uh, yeah, and let me piggyback that. 
if you pick either at the top or the bottom in the order, you really have to be cognizant of this because if you pick fifth or sixth overall, you come back around pretty much in the same area of the draft. What happened when I took McFadden, I wanted Michael Bush. But because I picked at the bottom of the first round, in the snake draft, I had these long lapses where I didn't have a pick. And I'm like, I'm not going to move on Michael Bush that early. But then when you're having to wait 15 picks before you get to to choose again, sometimes you do need to move on him that early because by the time your pick comes back around, you're not going to have a chance. 888-963-2682, 888-XM-FANTASY, Jason Smith, Elliot Harrison, Michael Fabiano from NFL Network, NFL.com, here to answer your fantasy questions. Also want again via Twitter, Sirius at Sirius XM Fantasy. Again, 888-XM-FANTASY is the number. All right, now let's get to the first round of our draft. All right, again, this you is love the this. experts draft that we had Jason earlier this morning. Jason came in here beating his chest saying that he was going to beat our butts. Yeah, I was late. I have a great team. I have a great team. And Elliot even said, I have a great team. You have a good team, too, Fabs. No. I have a great team. Listen, you have if a good you team. have a great team, I've got a great team. My no. team is ridiculous. Well, what, do you, what, do you, what do you mean? Well, I, you, I, can't have a great, I can't have a great team and you not have a great no, team? Because Your team is good. You have a lot of question marks. I have less wait question marks than you. Uh, wait. Listen, Look, let's every do the first fantasy round. team is going to have question marks. Yeah, but I don't have any because my one. team is strong, solid, top to bottom. We're going to look through. You know what? I will defer. Sun. I will defer to what Fabs thinks of my fantasy team. I won't even say anything. All right, here we go. I'm going to go through right now. First, I'm going to go through Jason Smith's. Okay, Jason Smith, whose team name is What Would Revis Do? That's a shock. It's That's a great fan. name. Okay, number That's one, a great Matt name. Ryan. I do like Matt Ryan a lot this year. I think you may have drafted him a couple of rounds sooner than you could have landed him, but I do think Matt Ryan is going to have a good year. I will call you out on this. On NFL.com, Chris Johnson is your number one ranked running back. Yes. And you took Arian Foster ahead of him. I did because I picked fifth in the first round. And this gets into the first round. You had no chance in God's green earth for Chris Johnson to be available when you came up in the second round. This is you again making the same argument that you made weeks ago that holds no water. Five, does the defense's case hold water? I was picking at 5 and 16. <laughs> the entire day I thought, okay, unless there's a surprise, I'm getting Tom Brady at 5 because the first pick will be Arian Foster. Then it'll be – I knew Adam Reich was picking second. was going to take LaShawn McCoy. And I thought, okay, then it's going to be Rice and, and it's going to be Arian Foster, and I'll have likely Tom Brady. Here's how the first five picks went. Aaron Rodgers, number one to Elliott Harrison. LaShawn McCoy goes number two. Tom Brady goes three. Drew Brees goes four. So here I am sitting at five, and already the draft is much different than I thought it was going to be. And I'm thinking, okay, now, here I'm at five. I come back again at 16. Chris Johnson's my number one guy, but I thought, you know what? Let me gamble and take well, – not gamble and take Arian Foster, obviously, because I'm a quarterback guy, but all my quarterbacks were gone. So let me gamble, get Arian Foster here, and maybe I can get Chris Johnson on the no back chance. end. no chance. He was 16. No but chance. I, I had so, I, no, I, I had, had a, better a better chance, chance than taking him there, no, than listen, taking Chris Johnson listen, there, and getting listen, Arian Foster. That, that wasn't happening. If Chris Johnson is your number one running back, then when you pick and take a running back, it should be Chris Johnson. No, it's, I'm trying to get better, better chance at getting Aaron Andrews' phone number no, today no, than you, you had, had no chance of getting that. Chris Johnson in no. the second round. Oh, only because he I didn't the know. Because you took Because you took him. You knew it. I didn't he know you going, were going to take him. We, Elliot, help me out. Was hey, Chris who, Johnson going to be available who was at the, 15 or 14? Who was the guy in the first segment of the show that said, eh, he was at the end of the second round, then he was up high again, then he was back into the second round? Was that Who said that? Was what that you? Oh, no, that about? was you. What are you talking that about? That said that in the first segment of the show. 
With what? With who? With Chris Johnson. He started out low because no one wanted him. Then yeah. he had a big game and he my was up to the first was, round. My point then he would drop down again. Harrison's laughing. My point was that people are wavering on his value based exactly, on Exactly, which is why I thought Arian Foster, I have a better but chance of doing Foster and Chris Johnson. Jason, you know who's in this league. People I know who's know in this league doing. and Arian Foster was available at number five. I know, and that's why he should be your number one ranked <laughs> running back, not Chris Johnson. Hey. Elliot. If your number one running back is LaShawn McCoy and every running back on the board is available and you're drafting a running back, who are you drafting? She was a pool waitress, Wes. <laughs> <laughs> pool waitress? Yeah, Russ. She, Harrison, what's the she answer? She swam over and took my order. She took your order, Dad? What's the yeah. answer? Ordered seafood for you and Mom and Audrey, Dad. Audrey. Uh, <laughs> I agree with Fabs on this, Jason. I apologize. No, it's okay. It's look. I'm and I'll okay tell you with why. being on an island and being right. All right, I'm on Rivas Island by myself, and I'm right. So that's now. Okay. I think I think you would have a stronger point, in my opinion, if you were at seventh, let's say, and somebody out there really loved Megatron, and they felt like Arian Foster is going to get pulled in games, and Ben Tate's going to come in. Now you're sitting at seventh, and he falls, and you think you can swing back around to get Chris Johnson. I think you could pull that off, maybe. But I agree with Fabs. The percentage chance of you being able to get Chris Johnson at 16th overall, I would say in a league like ours, would be less than 3%. Yeah, you know what? Not you would even. think that. But then look at how the first four picks went, which is not at all how we thought they were going right, to go. Let's, let's move it already this. became unpredictable. You, all right, you, so, all right, you're, you're misleading people. Arian Foster's your top running back. Not Chris I'm not Johnson. misleading let's people. Let's move on to number two. I'm not misleading people. At the running back position, DeMarco Murray. Love him. I have no no argument with This DeMarco. is my team. We're going with Marshawn still going through Lynch my team. is the flex player. That's good. Good team. Could be. I'm not saying he doesn't have a good team. Uh, Victor Cruz, you're hoping that he does what he did uh, last, last season. Year. Percy Harvin, good. Jared Cook, I think there there were better tight ends out there. He's got upside. But until Jared but you Cook can't have shows stars me, everywhere. Until Jared Cook shows me that he can be a top 10 tight end on a consistent basis and not just in the last three weeks, I'm not drafting him as more than a number two. You know, your backups are, are, are okay. You drafted Tim Tebow for some ungodly reason. In the final why. round, I had to draft Tebow. A Come jet. On. You've got two Jets. You've got Sean Green, who's – he hasn't done it. He's not going to do it. Miles Sean Austin Green, I, I draft like. him in the 11th round, I believe. Miles Austin, I like. Obviously, David Akers in the Packers defense. I mean, uh, you know, that's fine, too. you got Malcolm Floyd in there, who's no great shakes. Cedric Benson, okay, that's not bad as a fourth running back. I'll take that. You did a good job, Smith. You did a good job. All right. Let me, now, let, let, me take, let me take a look at your pull team. Let me pull up Fab's team right here. Hang on a the second. Italian the Italian Stallions. The Italian Stallions. The same That's original. Name. Yeah, that's an original. <laughs> really? Every, okay. What? It's hey, better listen, than healthy eight. I'm Italian, and I love Rocky. Did you really say Italian? I'm Italian. Did you really just say Italian? I wore a white tie on the show last week. Oh, boy. Did you did you have any uh, mascarpone or no? No. Okay? All right. All right, so let's look at Fabs' as, as team here. His quarterback is Tony Romo. Who I got I in like the Romo. sixth round. I wanted to go Romo and then Matt Ryan, but when you took Tony Romo, I had to get my – I didn't want to miss and not have Matt Ryan, mm-hmm. so I like Romo. You got Chris Johnson. I didn't know you were going to take him at nine. Chris Obviously, Johnson, your number you one running back, although you, you drafted knew. Arian Foster ahead of him. Ryan Matthews is great when he's on the field, and we don't mm-hmm. know when he's going to be on the field, so you're going to have to you know, finagle without him for a while. Steve Smith, is he still going to be this good? He was a great year last year. He's still going to be Cam Newton's guy. Still, Steve Who Smith is, is a good pick. Be Larry Fitzgerald, guy. Larry Fitzgerald, a great pick. If John Skelton is throwing the football, if Kevin Cobb is throwing the football, even you've admitted Just so you know, that's yes. a tough pick. Uh, I'd rather have Skelton throw him in the football, but also Fitzgerald was a top five receiver last season. Yeah, Fitzgerald, he's he's great. Mm-hmm. But with Kevin Cobb, you know, you never know. Finley's a great tight end. You got Demarius Thomas at your flex on your bench. Stephen Ridley, who right now is the number one running back in New England with uh, the injury 
that we had Shane Vereen have. You got Kenny Britt in what, the 11th round? I like that Tenth. pick for you, too. Mm-hmm. That was a great pick. Denarius Moore, I kind of like Hayward Bay a little bit more. I think he's got more chemistry with uh, Carson Palmer. Had some big games the end of last year. You got Bailey as your kicker, your token Dallas Cowboy, yep. outside of Tony Romo. Yep. And Lions defense is, is very good as well. And so Donald, no, your, your, your team is good, too. fifth running we, back? Hey. You said that uh, we had Shane Vereen get hurt. I mean, what do we send some goons after him or what? <laughs> yeah, we had a fabs. Hey, how about you go out and take care of Shane Vereen? <laughs> That's right. I got my uncle. First, I got, I got my uncle Mario himself. and my yeah. cousin Leo. Fabs is called himself hey, Italian. I, I met saying... all of. I met every single member of Michael's family in New York. Yeah, every single member was there. His mom's family was there the first day to come see us and say hi. His dad's family was there the second day to come and say hi, mm-hmm. and then all his cousins came on the third day to say hi and some friends. Yeah. That you had like seventy five people come to Best Buy Theater in New York, and it, it was, was a great amazing. Time. It was fun. That was amazing. Yeah. Hey, the Italians, you know, we're all we're tight knit group. <laughs> I can't believe them Italians. You said I damn Italians. Eight 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 XM Fantasy eight 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 nine six three two six eight two eight 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 XM Fantasy. Jason Smith, Michael Fabiano, Elliot Harrison from NFL Network and NFL.com. Going to answer your fantasy questions coming up next as, as well as get into all the big headlines of the day as you get ready for your draft. Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio at Sirius 210 XM 87. I'm glad you came, Mike. I hope we can straighten everything out. This is terrible. It's not the way I wanted things to go at all. It should have never happened. I'm going to straighten everything out tonight. I don't want my father bothered anymore. You won't be, Mike. I swear on my children you won't be. But you got to keep an open mind when we talk. I mean, I hope you're not a hothead like your brother Sonny. You can't talk business with him. This is NFL Fantasy Live on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. Oh, I love it. All I know is this. I love it. If I'm ever in a car with Fabiano and we get to a toll and the guy taking the toll drops the money, I'm ducking. You should duck. I'm absolutely ducking because I know what's coming next. NFL Fantasy Live crew, Jason Smith, Michael Fabiano, Elliot Harrison. I tried to do Harrison with an Italian slant to it. I Just say it like it. Sam Elliott. It's just, a lot easier. Just Elliot Harrison. Hey, me hope. Phone up. No, that was a little bit of Forrest Gump there. No, Miho was Mijo. from... No, but the way he Lord said House. it sounded like Forrest Gump. Say it again. What would Harrison's name be if he was Italian? Eliata. Elcenzo. Herodasanio. <laughs> Oh 888-XM-FANTASY, <laughs> 888-963-2682. Going to answer your fantasy questions coming up in a second. But first, uh, the one thing to get to here, you know, uh, taking care of a lot of all the different news stuff that's been going on. We have three football games tonight. And while you get to the fourth game of the preseason, usually there's not a lot of fantasy value to be gleaned. But tonight in the Bucks redskins game, I mean, this is something, guys, uh, you know, you have four players who could be the number one running back on the Washington Redskins. Alfred Morris now leads all players in preseason carries with 39. Roy Hallou, Evan Royster. We say every week it's a different guy, but it's been a different guy every week for the Washington Redskins. You're going to have to draft somebody. I mean, maybe you don't if you don't want to, but if you have to draft one of these guys, which guys are going to be? All I can do is watch the games and see who looks the best <laughs> and make my prediction. I think you should look and see who's the worst. Game. And that's who you so take because right the now, best guy never right keeps now the job. you draft Alfred Morris. <laughs> but you know what? After the game tonight, it could be Tim Hightower. <laughs> and after the first week of the season, it could be Roy Hulu who's going to be picked up off the waiver wire. I don't have a clue. Harrison, do you have any idea 
who the number one running back in Washington is going to be? Or are you just looking up girls on your Facebook page over there? I'm going Evan Royster. Are you really? I'm going Evan Royster. I thought you were going to say Timmy Smith. No, I'm okay. going Evan Royster. What number was Timmy Smith? Are you serious? Yes. You're really asking me this? Yeah. 36. All right. Good job. Nice, Harrison. Harrison and I, for people who don't know, we always like to ask each other which players' numbers are because we're both sort of into that kind of thing. But, I mean, Alfred Morris looked awesome last week. He looked great. He looked great, But man. it doesn't matter. Guys have looked great the, the week before. And it's somebody so, different. Uh, again, draft with <laughs> caution and don't draft until the, like, the last round. I drafted. I had a draft last night, and I took Alfred Morris, I think, in like the 11th or 12th round. I'm like, eh, I'll take him as my fifth running back. All right, 888-XM-FANTASY, 888-XM-FANTASY. Joey in Tampa, you're on SiriusXM. What do you got? Hello, Joey, are you there? Oh, I think Joey's gone. Too bad for Joey. Joey left. Dave in Boston. Dave, you're on Fantasy. David Boston? David Boston is on. He wants to know which should we draft him. It's hey, guys, Dave I got hey, to keep a question on a 12-team non-PPR. Three points for a passing touchdown for a quarterback, and uh, wow, overall it. overall scoring not head to head for the uh, season. So mm-hmm. I could keep Julio Jones with a fourth round pick, McGahee with a tenth round pick, or Stephen Ridley with a thirteenth round pick. Julio, oh, yeah. Yeah. Julio uh, Jones. Yeah, you're going to get a general consensus on Julio yeah. Jones. The guy's a superstar. Three yeah. points for a passing touchdown. That's that really devalues the quarterback position. Yeah, so I'm hoping I can pick up uh, Cam Newton and get some rushing touchdowns out of him, score with him. But yeah, just going on 14, but you should you should get some. I rushing do like touchdowns Julio. I do like me some Julio Jones though. That's for sure. All right. You know, and, and second, you got it, Dave. Second on that list, I like Ridley. Look, we wanted someone to win this job in New England. It looks like with Vereen's injury, yeah. and Ridley's looked Ridley pretty looked good. Good in the preseason, he sure. looked real I've been good. Yeah, Ridley. That's where I was leaning. With every all, all you hear is you've got to get running backs. It's late on running backs, wide receiver, heavy draft, and. If I could pick I, yeah. up a solid running back later in the draft and, and take my chances in draft. You, you can't compare think, those two I just guys. think the upside with Julio Jones is so immense. Like, you're talking about a guy who could end up being in the top three in fantasy points at wide receiver. I don't think he can say that about Stephen Ridley. On a, on a best case, I think Ridley is top 15, which would be so, fantastic ba- based on where his average draft position is. But Julio's got a shot to be special. And remember, yeah, I hope so. there hasn't been a wide receiver to finish number one in back-to-back years in a while. So as much as we love Calvin Johnson, and he deservedly is the number one running, uh, wide receiver in fantasy football, that trend does not bode well for him being number one next year. That doesn't mean he won't be number two. But if there's a guy who could replace Calvin, I think Julio Jones is on that list. I hope right. so. Yeah, so run, running back, running back, and then Jones with the fourth pick, and hopefully it falls into place for me. All right, you got it, Dave. Appreciate the call. All right, thanks. Uh, let's go to John in New Hampshire, who has a first-round question. John, what do you have? Uh, it's not totally a first round because there's a there's a keeper round, and then this is a second round, and I'm at the tail end of it. I'm trying to decide between um, <clears throat> between uh, Chris Johnson and uh, Matthews, um, and I'm just worried about Matthews, you know, health and everything going into the season. I got to well, be honest yeah. with you. If if we were talking about this a couple of weeks ago, before Matthews went down with the clavicle, I would say it's Matthews. Listen, I have made uh, no secret to the fact that I love Ryan Matthews and think he's going to break out this year when he does get healthy and when he does get back. 
Um, at, at this point, I would have to side with CJ Two K. Yeah, it's got to be simply because you know he's going to be on the field. Yep. Even if you think it's six to one half dozen, the other, if it's personal preference for you with CJ Two K and Ryan Matthews, you he, know he's going to hit the ground running. And Ryan Matthews, he says he's coming back week one, but I think that's still that's a little happening. bit concerned. That's a broken that, 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 clavicle. Yeah. That's not no. happening. And he won't be Ryan Matthews until October. So you're talking about. Uh, basically a third of your fantasy season could be out the window before you really get Ryan Matthews. What is Ryan Matthews? I mean, He's running back for the Chargers. Yeah, but I mean, we, we really don't know what he is. I mean, is that was very existential. What yeah. is Ryan Matthews? Big time. Right. Last year, can I ask you guys one other thing? Who mm-hmm. who do you guys have as your number two wide receiver overall? Larry Fitzgerald for me. Yeah, Fitzgerald. Fitzgerald. I, I think I got Julio Jones third. No matter who. I have Julio Jones him, third. I, I would. I would go Fitz. Well, the is, well, if they came out tomorrow and said Kevin Cobb is our starting quarterback for the rest of this season, we're paying him money, we're doing, then I would rethink it because Kevin Cobb simply can't throw to Larry Fitzgerald. But you know, all things being equal, we think John Skelton's going to win the job. It's still Fitzgerald. I, I think it's Fitzgerald for for two reasons. Number one, you can argue he's the best wide receiver in the entire league, outside of Calvin Johnson. Maybe he's even better uh, athletically. Uh, the guy is unbelievably gifted, but. He's been the most consistent wide receiver. He's the only wide receiver in fantasy football to finish in the top five in fantasy points at his position in two of the last three years. He's consistent, and it doesn't matter who's throwing him the football. I would like to see Skelton under center because last year of his eight touchdowns, six came from John Skelton. But I I think it's consistency, and when you're picking that high, you want to have somebody who you think you can depend on. And as much as we love Julio Jones, there's no guarantee he's going to break out. That's why he's third in Fitzgerald. You know, it's interesting, and it's a little fantasy versus reality. But I, for me, I still think the most complete wide receiver in pro football from a reality standpoint for one game is Andre Johnson. I think he's the best player at his position. The problem is that too much of these players are rated solely on fantasy numbers and production. Houston is now a running football team, and Andre Johnson can't stay healthy. Yeah. And at this point of his career, I mean, this is his 10th season. But it's interesting how he dropped today in our fantasy draft. Yep. How, because his fantasy value has dropped the last two years, I think people forget what a good football player this is. I mean, if he's not the best, he's 1B. If Calvin Johnson is better because of the touchdowns, okay. But I would never take Larry Fitzgerald over Andre Johnson as a complete player. No you, way. You want to talk about complete player, I think, who the next great complete player wide receiver the NFL is going to be is going to start getting that that pub this year is Hakeem Nix. He's a guy that in any kind of weather is going to come through. He's going to get the targets from Peyton Manning. He's someone that's going to get the ball in the red zone that he can trust. He can trust for yep. a first down. Victor Cruz, he's a highlight machine and he's able to turn plays, you know, 10-yard plays into 60-yard plays, but Hakeem Nix is, is 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 that new guy and I think he takes that mantle away from Andre Johnson being that complete wide receiver. I, I agree. I think Megatron, Fitzgerald, and Andre Johnson are all on a par, but I have no problem if you said okay Akeem Nix is four or five I'd be totally fine with that all right it's Sirius 210 XM 87 Sirius XM fantasy sports radio from NFL Network and NFL.com Jason Smith Michael Fabiano and Elliot Harrison coming up next the fantasy cantina it's Star Wars music we answer your fantasy questions and we'll take a look at Elliot Harrison's team drafted earlier today in our fantasy league here Sirius 210 XM 87 This is NFL Fantasy Live on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. 
and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. 